You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Who is ready for Bad Batch Season 2? Also, who's been watching Tulsa King? Was it just me? And did anybody see Avatar Way of Water other than DJ? We'll find out. Guys, this is Systematic Geekology. We are the priest of the geeks. I am one of the hosts today, Joshua Knoll, also co-host of the Whole Church Podcast. I am joined by the one, the only, DJ Tiberius Juan Blackwell. Thanks. Yeah. And by the other Josh, making the full Josh I appearance, Josh with the good opinions, Josh Rosengrant. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to be talking about what's been going on in the geek world recently. So we're going to jump right into that. First things first, Josh, I know TJ doesn't care. So did you see the new Doctor Who trailer? I pretty much don't watch trailers. So yeah, if if I know that it's something I'm, especially if I know it's something I'm going to watch, I don't watch trailers. I know David Tennant's coming back. So I know I'm going to end up watching that later so i have not looked at the trailer yeah, this, this I, is why he's josh with the good opinions <laughs> trailers are bad and you should stop watching them yeah the, so the, i like the trailer i thought it was good i thought the trailer was really good i i like that it didn't give too much away i just was very teaser it was nice um we can now confirm that this version of david Tennant's doctor will also say i won't see and that makes me pretty happy, even if it makes no sense at all. Um, the prophecy of Donna dying, if she ever sees the doctor again, is going to come up. I don't know how or why or what that really implies. But with Russell T. Davies at the head of telling the story, I am pretty darn excited about that. Yeah, that's really it. David Tennant, that prophecy coming back so we can tie up that loose end. Really not much else needed to be said. I heard Alan Z and I was giddy. I was like, you know, the troll trailer could have just been black screen, David Tennant's face, Alan Z. I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. That's all I needed to know about this next season right there. Yeah, that's my kind of teaser trailer. Yeah, the, it was well, great. the one you described, not the one that. You <laughs> oh, <watched>. okay. <laughs> just, uh, just, you know it. You, you, this is all you need to know. He's back. Alan Z. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm convinced. Nothing in the trailer really implied this, but I'm convinced um, Donna's father. What's that actor's name? Wilfred. In story, he's Wilfred. He is played by Alfred Bernard Nobel. Cribbins. Bernard Cribbins. <laughs> Alfred Nobel uh, was the inventor of dynamite, by the way. Yeah. And the Peace also, Prize. the yeah. Nobel Peace Prize. This quick mention of a trailer is taking so long. <laughs> what an intro this is, honestly. This you is described great. it in yeah. depth. I really didn't. I described like two things that's in it. <laughs> anyway. I'm convinced that uh, they're going to do an out of the head to Wilfred's character and everything since he passed. I think they're going to do something to honor him in it. So I'm excited that Donna's back for that, even though I don't love Donna the character. Okay. Uh, Josh, did you need to respond to me not liking Donna? I didn't even see your face. I just assumed that you like Donna because you're friends with Joe. <laughs> you know, uh, Joe's wife, of course, being the person who got me into Doctor Who, I always heard that Donna is the best, the very best, the very best. And I don't like insanely disagree with that. I mostly just my my biggest companion opinion is the correct opinion of Rose is awful. Um, False. And then after that, I kind of get middling on everybody else. So I like I like Donna. Uh, it's one of those things that I, I of course watched her run through when I was much younger than I am now, and I've always heard that yeah. the older you get, the more you like Donna. So uh, I'm so far working that's on a not rewatch. True for me. 
<laughs> I'm working on a rewatch because uh, my roommate is watching it for the first time. And oh, nice. so when we get there, we'll see how I feel that time. Yeah. For, for TJ's information and those listening who want to know, in Doctor Who fandom, it's pretty contended whether or not Rose is great or awful. That's kind of 50-50. I am absolutely have the bad opinion about Donna. Almost no one agrees with me about Donna. I think she's so annoying, though. Cry me a river, jump in a pond. Let's talk about sports. Okay, TJ, what do you (laughs) want to update everybody about sports on? I'm kidding. I used to say that to people who wouldn't stop talking about Doctor Who. Well, well, the next thing we're going to talk about is is sports. Uh, Bowl game season just happened, so that's what I've mainly been geeking out on. I've spent almost my entire New Year's weekend uh, watching college football and playing Pokemon Violet at the same time, and it's been great. Uh, for those wondering, Florida State did win their bowl game. So this is the first 10 win season we've had since 2016. So that was pretty great. Both the teams I wanted to win in the playoffs won. So we got TCU and Georgia coming up for the national championship January 9th. Should be interesting. I still am convinced that Michigan is the second best team. Should have beat TCU. They just had a really bad game. But I'm glad TCU won, even though I don't think they're good enough to be there. <laughs> I just like that they're purple and their mascot is frogs. Yeah. yeah. If football were played like a real sport and they played in sets instead of single games, yeah, maybe it would have been different. It would absolutely be Georgia and Michigan if that were. Speaking the case. of which, the Carolina Hurricanes are on an eleven-game win streak and a seventeen-game point streak, two franchise records. Man, worth mentioning. Cool. And their their first stadium series game, which is the outdoor NHL games, is coming up in February. February. Man. Also, college basketball has been so wild. Like, I've, I haven't even tried to keep up with it. Like, it just got t- too many different people from, that were number one became not ranked at all. And I'm just like, you know, it's March Madness came way too early. And now I'm just waiting to, for the real March Madness. Like, you know, I'm not counting on anybody till then. I just gave up. <laughs> I've been wanting to ask DJ a question, though, for like a month. And I've waited for this to ask him. <laughs> I have no idea who won the World Cup or anything. You mentioned a certain amount of players that could be in it that you wanted to happen. Did any of the Messi. things that you wanted to happen happen? I wanted Ronaldo uh, to win Portugal, but Messi won, which I can accept. Hmm. He deserved. I assume it. those been things. Yeah, yeah. Lionel Messi, one of the greatest players of all time. I just really wanted to know if who you wanted to win win won. No. I had no idea. I would also, I would also like to acknowledge the passing of Pele, another one of the greatest soccer players of all time. Uh, Eighty-five years old, lived a great life, turned soccer into the beautiful game. Rest in peace. Yeah, I um speaking of which, this will be my last my last sports thing. Um ha- was it is it Hamlin? Is that who is that Damar Hamlin? Damar Hamlin. Yeah. yeah, that was the only thing yeah. I had to bring up because I had heard about that this morning. Yeah, I was watching the game and I was like, Man, this is taking forever. So I changed the channel, went to bed and decided to watch Uncharted instead. And then I got a notification that the game was just straight up postponed from that. Like when I watched it, I did not think his injury was that bad at first. And then I was yeah, like, Oh, it's- Man. So I heard a little bit about this. It's because it wasn't the injury, so to speak, that actually did him in. He had a heart attack. Whether it was because of the injury Man. or completely separate, the guy went to cardiac arrest right there and is still in critical condition last I have. Yeah, yeah. we're recording this January 3rd. This will be up January 5th. Things may have changed since then. Um, prayers for the family, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Prayers for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've heard, so it seems like could be a, a pretty rare condition uh, called commotio cordis. Hmm. Uh, yada, yada, a bunch of rambling about your heartbeat and its different electromagnetic 
signals. Uh, if wow. you get hit on the upswing of one of those little electromagnetic beads you see on like the cardiogram yeah. in the hospital, like that second one after the big bounce or the, that little one after the big bounce, you have to get extreme blunt force trauma to your chest on the upswing of that third little bump for that to happen. Oh, wow. Very short time frame, yeah. but that's what a lot of sports doctors seem to believe happened. Man, well, that is a very scary. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just, I, I think, I guess it's wild because watching football like all weekend, there's been so many huge hits that I've seen that everybody just gets back up like nothing happened. And sometimes freak accidents just occur. You know, it's like, yeah, it always is going to hurt when someone that big tackles you. That doesn't typically happen afterwards. And that's one of those things of that could get into the morality of sports at all. You know, are we putting people at unnecessary risk for our entertainment? But uh, it's also their entertainment. Most people don't play just for money or because they feel like they have to. They play because they like to and they know that these things can happen. And the same things happen when you drive a car or anything like that. I'm not trying to justify it necessarily, but it is one of those of people do what they like to do. Uh, we do wish his best. We hope he recovers. Praying for everybody, but that's uh, part of the reality of football. Unfortunately, this is one of those reminders that yeah, these are big, tough guys, and they're used to taking the hits, but nobody's indestructible. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, what's what's the whole Bible thing of um, don't despise the day of the small things? You know, there's there's a lot of Bible verses of of uh, you know, um, use the day wisely. Basically, you know, you never know what could happen in any given moment. I had a friend who was roughly the age I am now or a little bit older than the age I am now passed away of a heart attack and he wasn't doing anything. So humans are pretty fragile actually. Yeah. So on that very solemn note, I didn't at all spend any of my time this weekend doing anything other than Pokemon football, talking to my wife, that kind of thing. But TJ saw avatar too. avatar, the way of water, something like that. Okay. Well, what can you tell us about it? (laughs) Time is slippery. Avatar 2 is gorgeous. Also, mm. I think it's a better movie than Avatar 1. Why? Uh, the plot is just better. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were concerned since Avatar 1 was just put, that Avatar 2 was going to just be Little Mermaid, was it? No. <laughs> All right. It was good. sort of similar. There are similarities. <laughs> I swear, if I watch it, it's uh, the same movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't. I cannot deny that there are similarities to The Little Mermaid. But there are no aliens who can kiss the frog or anything, right? Kiss the frog, kiss no. the girl, same thing. <laughs> no. Uh, Avatar 2 is gorgeous. Uh, it is, I wouldn't say surprising. Like it, The plot doesn't take you by surprise at any point. It's not a shocking film, but it is gorgeous. Uh, not just the word-wise, visuals. Not just visually. Hmm. The story is great, and you get to see Jake Sully's family and they feel like a family. Hmm. Also, spoiler alert, skip to 30 seconds from now. Uh, all the bad dudes, all the human bad guys from Avatar 1, they come back as avatars because they clone them into avatar bodies just in case they died. That's so way more cool. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So for those who, who just came back, what would you say is the selling point? to see this movie like why like what do you think would make someone want to see it because right now i'm kind of on the fence water pretty mm, that's true also i'm a sucker for a good mech design they have mechs in this that are uh built like crabs i love that 
that's the main driving factor that made me go see the movie, actually. That is neat. Were any of the crab mechs named Sebastian? No. Okay. <laughs> so saying none. I was concerned. <laughs> okay, TJ, zero to ten. How are you how are you rating this one? None. That was quick. Nine out of ten, easily. Yeah. Okay. That that makes me want to watch it more because you don't rate things lightly. Yeah. yeah. Uh I really mean I don't want to give away a lot of the story, but it is gorgeous. Very yeah. meaningful. Yeah. A lot of people are worried about being too mean on a movie or too or whatever, or they want to be overly critical in case somebody watches it and blames them. TJ's pretty much always just if he says it's a nine, it's probably a nine. I'd like yeah. to think so. It yeah. always is to me. That's funny. TJ, were there any themes, like deeper themes or like whatever that you think is worth discussing morality beats of the film? Uh, so not found family, but adopted family, I guess. Hmm. Because like it's so not, just, I guess it could be found family, but it really isn't. Like family outside of traditional family. Yeah. yeah. Non-traditional family. Yeah. What's something I thought was really interesting that I didn't think about that you guys brought up when you were talking about the Santa Claus with Tim Allen is how well they did of just showing that some families just aren't, you know, your nuclear family. So I, I don't know. I always find it interesting when films are able to do that well and not be like, oh, see, he's messed up because of this or, you know, anything's beautiful, whatever, and just show it as really just real. You know, that's just what it is. Yeah. Uh, one thing that has surprised me after seeing this and talking to some people I know is how many people are rooting for the humans in Avatar? What is wrong with you people? Wait, what? <laughs> what? Like the original one? Yeah, and this one. Why? <laughs> That's a great question. Like, if you know a Marine that saw the movie, ask him. That's so weird. Because I, I can almost guarantee that they hate Jake Sully, and as such, want Jake Sully to lose. That's so weird to me. That's like, for, for some reason, it, it doesn't surprise me when people are like they cheer for vader or darth maul or they think like those kind of fictional bad guys are cool but I always am like weirded out when it's like that kind of thing where it's like it's not like there was some huge dynamic character that you liked you just liked the bad team <laughs> that's what's weird to me like yeah. if someone watched lion king and they're like i really like the hyenas like that's who i cheered for i don't care about scar why why yeah. why the hyenas yeah if you're going to avatar to find and celebrate the unwavering human spirit wrong wrong movies <laughs> they lose spoiler alert <laughs> i hope you did not think the humans were going to win in this one yeah yeah uh yeah fair enough fair enough humans uh yep. by nature maybe not designed but by nature are flawed <laughs> yeah one more thing i love seeing how different navi people uh, adapted to their environments differently. Hmm. Incredible detail. I loved it. Could you, could you expand no. on that a little bit? I'm curious. What do you mean? <laughs> well, it's called the way of water. They ha go and move in with a water tribe and they have thicker tails built for swimming and they have webbed hands. They're shorter. Oh, okay. So sort of like um, survival of the fit is kind of like, you know, adaptation. adapted. Yeah, adaptation. That's what I'm mm -hmm. looking for. That's kind of cool. As far as like yeah. biological design, that's cool. And the amount of freaky alien sea creatures they had loved it great that's that's all we really wanted yep yeah and the best part of course is you don't know if there just happens to be something that looks just like that in our own oceans because we have no idea what's down there half the time you have Man. no clue a lot of Man. them are based on real sea creatures though well, that's cool yeah so yeah. there's a hint something like that does exist yeah the, sorry the 
percentage of our oceans that we have just not explored is actually wild. It's not something I realized until just a few years ago where I was like, wait a minute. So we're building all this time in space and we haven't even really explored everything here yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. We know more about Weird. the moon than the, you know, the bottom of the ocean, all that. It's a lot easier. Yeah, apparently. Strange to me. Just did not realize no, that. No atmosphere is a lot easier than miles of water. Yeah. True. So my pick this week, <laughs> Tulsa King. I've been talking about it a lot and I haven't actually had the time to sit in it much with you guys. Um, Sylvester Stallone plays the main character. I don't know who the character's name is. To me, it's just Sylvester Stallone. I love that guy. He's one of those like him, um, Harrison Ford, Johnny Depp. They're, they're some of the few actors that I'm like, I will watch it just because you're in it, you know? Um, so his character, though, was a mafia boss. He's thrown in prison for like 25 years for something that wasn't really him. He was taking the heat for his boss kind of deal. Expected a level of respect when he came out. Didn't really get it because some new guys took over. Um, was sent to Tulsa to kind of be the lord of that area because he doesn't fit in with the new mafia leaders, but they still wanted to give him something. So they gave him a new city. So they sent him to Oklahoma, Tulsa. He was from New York. So you have a lot of that kind of humor of him just not fitting in with the culture of Tulsa, but also a lot of the he's just a mafia boss. So he just goes in and just shoots somebody, punches them in the face, whatever, you know. <laughs> um, but the, but the, really the interesting part for me is how much it explores this idea of how we value our own finitude. So going back to the flaws of humans, I guess, where even at the beginning of the show, one of his first lines is, if you would ask me if it was all worth 25 years, all this stuff, I would say no. And he warns this guy he takes under his wing immediately when he goes to Tulsa and he keeps saying, no, you're not going to become the next mafia because, A, you're not Italian because he's talking to a, a black gentleman. And he also, and he just goes, but also, this is not the life you need. Like, he's like, yeah, I need you right now. But no, this this life isn't worth it. And it's really interesting getting to explore this mafia boss, A, in Tulsa, and B, who realizes he kind of wasted his life, but he doesn't know another way of life and feels like he can't start over this late in his lifespan. So it's really fun seeing that. Um, at one point, what's really cool is there's a circle in Tulsa where if you stand in, people can't hear you outside the circle. So it kind of goes in there and kind of, out loud reflects and yells and has his own emotional event there. So that's fun. Also just really interesting. Um, at one point he gets really, really high because <laughs> you know, he's a mafia leader. He takes over some of the, the weed business in town cause it's illegal in Tulsa at this time. And he's just, uh, <laughs> you know, trying out product, I guess. <laughs> and he, he goes on, on just a full rant of like, you know, when I went in prison, people knew their own genders. Like, <laughs> He just goes off with this crazy, like, he's like, listen, I want people to be themselves, but I'm so lost. <laughs> he's like, yeah, the world is just weird now. <laughs> yeah, pretty entertaining. Sylvester Stallone, grade A actor all the way through this one. If I'm going to rate it zero to 10, I'll probably still just give it an eight. Sylvester Stallone, just, I will watch anything just because he's in it, but I won't say that this is a near perfect show or an excellent show. Definitely worth watching, though. Um, now, what's neither of you have seen it, right? I want to say Paramount Plus. That's why I haven't watched it. Mm. Check this out. Ask Mark for the Paramount Plus account. No. Mm. Josh, have you seen it? Nope. Okay. Sounds interesting, um, though, from what you told me. I mean, uh, Paramount Plus, I can access it, but it's the most difficult, so it's uh, probably not going to uh, get watched. But fair enough. Cool. If, if it wasn't already on my TV as like an app, all I had to do was log in. 
I probably would have been missing out. But there's a few stuff on Paramount Plus I really like. Also, all the Star Trek stuff's over on Paramount Plus. So Lower Decks. That's a big yeah. That's a big plus for me. I enjoy those. But they also uh Harrison Ford got the show that's um the precursor to Yellowstone recently green lighted on it. So like I think it just started. I haven't seen it yet. Why is Harrison Supposedly Ford starting new projects? Great We're question. Old, dude. Just starring in a TV show. Completely ancient. But you know what? It's Harrison Ford. I'm not gonna question it. Yeah. How <laughs> this is this is a little off topic, but how do you guys feel about where Harrison Ford said he wants Indiana Jones to end? When he's over, it's it's done. Yeah. I see yeah. no reason why it can't. Yeah. I I'm of two mindsets because no one can be Harrison Ford. Like Harrison Ford just is Indiana Jones. Like it's not <laughs> You know, they try to have other actors play young Indiana Jones. It doesn't work. Same thing with Han Solo. Like the the movie just Yeah. No. Nah, no. Nah. TJ, are you gonna debate that one? No. We don't have time. Okay, fine. TJ loves solo. Um yeah. Although I think they can continue with Indiana Jones video games and stuff. I do want to keep the IP alive, but I also agree that Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones, so not really much you can do. All right, guys, that being said, we're going to have plenty of these What's News where we're going to be talking a lot about a show that's about to start. Bad Batch Season 2 is coming up. I haven't finished Season 1. I cannot really help that much with this. So what do they need to know to be prepared for Season 2? Why should they watch Season 1, etc.? Just unload. What are what are you guys thinking about Bad Batch coming up? I'm very excited. So... If you don't know who the Bad Batch are, you have to go watch season seven of The Clone Wars, at least. Mm, yeah, it makes sense. Then watch the Bad Batch season one. The Bad Batch are a group of uh, specially made clones, specialized clones. They're super awesome. They're their own force. They're mistakes, quote unquote. Uh, not like Nine Nine, though. That's my dude. Uh, man, they're awesome. They're just so cool. Who Who are they? Can you break down... Either of you? Like, who are the Bad Batch? Yeah, so there, it's a whole team of, of clones who there was some sort of, as the uh, G-Notions would have seen, a, a defect in their cloning process that led to them being a bit different in one way or another. And um, they, they each of the clones, they capitalize on their difference to make it into a strength rather than a weakness. Um, but they're still different to the point where they're kind of pariahs among even other clones to a large extent, and they have their own unit that works pretty independently of of um, the Republic. Uh, and very importantly, uh, their inhibitor chips are pretty much messed up as well. So when eventually we get to uh, Order 66, they're not just instant, instantly on the uh, Kill the Jedi train. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes the show interesting, because this is post the clones going with Palpatine and the Empire. Right. Yeah. Um, this might this might invoke spoilers, so warning to everybody, but I'm just curious. Do you guys think Omega is Force-enabled? Is she... What's her Metachlorian rage? <laughs> uh, six to eight parts per million, you know? I, don't I think know it's possible. <laughs> I think she could be. Hmm. I but think there's I a pretty doubt. decent chance because... For better or worse, Star Wars has kind of a phobia of anything that doesn't center around a Force user in one way or another. I mean, 
the Mandalorian. That's why so good. Yeah, the Mandalorian, which the point of it is, it's about a Mandalorian, so kind of the epitome of not force users. They're great though. And then he has Grogu. Such, such a good show though. Oh yeah, no, I'm not debating that. Can I'm I... just saying that in it, they found they found their in to make the show completely about Mandalore, the antithesis of the Jedi, to have a force user. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't do that to Solo. That's true. So I have a few questions. Also, they didn't do that in Andor. But I've I um, I've heard mixed oh reviews, man. but I like the sound of it. <laughs> I didn't love it, but I know I'm wrong. It's one of those like I I can if I'm evaluating it, it's great, but it just didn't click for me. Like, I just wasn't really that interested. But there's a lot going on in this time era that Bad Batch happens in post Empire pre Episode Four. Are we going to see Ahsoka, Ezra? I mean, what are there any characters that we think we're going to see that might pop up? That I mean, Grogu technically is around somewhere during this. So we got, in my opinion, a lot of fan favorites in uh, Bad Batch Season 1. I have always loved the Kaminoans. I don't know why. I love their stupid long necks. <laughs> I yeah. said Genosans earlier. I meant Kaminoans. I realized I said that. Yeah. But, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, we got Finnick Shand. Cad Bane, one of my favorite Star Wars characters ever. Mm. Those are the only ones I care about. But there were other cool characters. Yeah. What did you feel about how they did Cad Bane and uh, Boba Fett? Fair enough. He's old. Do you think he's going to come back? Chronologically, probably not. Uh, but, that's mm. my, my take. I'm sure he'll show up again, just not future relative to that piece of the time. I'm going to disagree. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but there was something that, that somebody did that made me think he might come back. I just can't remember. Well, he is Cad Bane, so it's, that, there's it's always too. a yeah. possibility. Yeah. But, and it, hey, it's not it's like cool. Star Wars will kill off a character and then they come back. That doesn't happen ever. So. That yeah, that, it's that's not fair. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not like that was the entire point of Boba Fett season one. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So or, what other characters are you thinking of? Um, did you say we saw Ahsoka already in Bad Batch? I don't think so. No. Okay. Are we not going to? Are we going to see Darth Maul? I'd say there's a decent chance. I mean, these are other fan favorite characters and they all have a lot of things to do in the timeline so so there's a, a decent enough chance that any and all of those guys to show up sweet yeah so uh yeah it's a dave filoni show mm, fair. yeah <laughs> so what is one thing all the better i know tj tries not to have any expectations but is there anything you're looking forward to in season two that you think might happen or that yes. might address i'm actually really looking forward to uh season two of the bad batch that's fair. So you think in season two, season two will happen? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Uh, Josh, is there any any anything you think they're going to address or issues that you're looking forward to or um, characters you're looking forward to seeing? Uh, well, a lot of uh, well, okay, big spoilers on season one to explain why this is relevant <laughs> to season two. It's going to happen. So a lot of season one is as we talked earlier. Most of the clones have a pretty much non-functional inhibitor chip, but then. Mm -hmm. After Order 66, uh, Crosshair, his starts kicking in. So Crosshair, his whole thing is that he's a very good sniper, hence the nickname. Not much else is, is, is very relevant. But his inhibitor <laughs> starts actually firing, and he, he gets Ooh. this mantra stuck into his head, good soldiers follow his orders, and then Order 66 kicks in, and he breaks off from the rest and goes and joins the Empire. Uh, towards the end of the... I mean, the, the, the climax of the season is, uh, you know, reading this synopsis to remind myself of it, is, <laughs> uh, you know, Omega gets trapped 
in a flooding room, but then they or, no, Crosshair does, and and Omega saves Crosshair, and then eventually she gets in danger, and he saves her. So it kind of brings it back that he might be uh, getting back to his own will, and I think that's a lot of what they were, were gunning for with that, and I think we're going to see that fleshed out the rest of the way. I'm yeah. to see that. Hmm. There should at least be more Crosshair content. I do agree. Yeah. So you mentioned Crosshair and Omega. Are those your favorite of the Bad Batch crew? Or do you have a favorite member? I like Hunter. like Solid right, Snake. Yeah. We, we should, yeah. Yeah, I'll admit, before, uh, when I watched Bad Batch Season 1, I hadn't played through the Metal Gear games. Now I've played through them chrono- uh, chronologically. I've played through them up to uh, like Metal Gear Solid 2, which mm. is... This sure. <laughs> I still haven't played them. That, that game is, too, <laughs> is near Kingdom Hearts level of timeline and games not being in sequence stuff. Uh, yeah, it's rough. I say near because I know how much worse Kingdom Hearts is, but you get my drift. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's a nightmare being a Kingdom Hearts fan, to be honest. Uh, so Hunter has enhanced sensory abilities. What's that? Pretty cool. You know, seeing, hearing, smelling. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Tasting, maybe? I don't know. They haven't expanded on that. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to in season two. Um, yeah. Hunter opens a kiosk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wrecker. I love Wrecker. Wrecker is basically just Hercules clone. Perfect. Super strong, little dumb. Perfect. Pretty great. Yeah. All right. Was there any other character Tech. that you want to mention? Tech. All right. <laughs> they had the exact opposite of Wrecker. <laughs> so not strong, super smart. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's your, perfect. Your classic like Donatello figure. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. Echo, however, might be one of the more in- most interesting of them, I think. Um, because of who he really is. And so Echo... Yeah is uh, a cyborg uh, who had, had, he was a fallen clone from earlier on, took a, took a lot of damage, but was still uh, technically kicking. Um, and so they kind of brought him back, and his, his actual identity is, is oh, it's great. Should we tell him? Or should we, should we yes. <laughs> no, you, you should say it. <laughs> uh, it's Fives. I don't want to. It's, it's who? It's Fives. It's Fives. If you've watched Clone Wars. Oh. Yeah, okay, I forgot about I forgot about fives. What? Yeah, yeah, fives was only mostly dead, and of course, only mostly dead is, is partially alive. And so they brought they, you know, they, they gave him the Darth Vader treatment almost. They gave him a bunch of uh, cybernetics to keep him alive, and his memory got I think mostly lost, if not entirely mm-hmm. lost, but his personality stayed you know, roughly the same. And huh. he took up the name Echo. Nice. Only nice. Echo and in in Star Wars terms. Mostly dead is basically perfectly healthy. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. And Feloni is. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to. But Feloni is really good at explaining away deaths and and, in a way that we're like, hmm, yeah, they just wanted to bring that guy back and everyone just being fine with it because we also wanted him, the character back. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Should we explain any more about who Omega is? Because I think that's the most interesting to me. So Omega is like the driving force of the bad batch season one uh she is an unmodified replicant of Django fett yeah just female yeah not Uh, so she's like the only source for new cloning material that's why the kaminoans want her so bad oh yeah yeah no speed growth possibly force sensitive maybe there kind of been some hints but yeah maybe 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, did y'all have anything else you wanted to add about Bad Batch? Did you want to rate season one? Eight and a half. Okay. Okay. So not as good as Clone Wars. Not quite. I was going to say, yeah, I don't know if I could do it in, in numbers scale. I'd put it probably just, I mean, just below the actual Clone Wars fighting for second place in my, like, Star Wars hierarchy with uh, Rebels. Yeah. yeah. I think it might win. Yeah, it's been, too, it's been too long since I've watched it either. We'll have to see after season two, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. here, here's my take that uh, if I'm going to be controversial for the sake of it, what little I've seen of Bad Batch season one is better than Clone Wars season one. I didn't love the first season of Clone Wars that much. I thought it got really well, good yeah. later on, but yeah, that's fair. Well, up. if we're just, it definitely starts better than every other Star Wars cartoon. Yeah, that's which fair. gives me some high hopes. Yeah, which, which to be fair is kind of because it's it's not it doesn't have yeah. to set the table. Uh, it already yeah. it's it's really a spinoff, and as much as it is anything else, like they got thrown into season seven just so the show could exist in a lot of ways. Uh, but they don't have yeah. to set the background or anything. Everyone knows going in roughly where it is, so they don't have to do intros. They don't have to pretend they're a kid show for three seasons before it gets deep again. <laughs> Yeah. Or two seasons. They hit the ground running. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, was there anything else you wanted uh, to add about that? Rebels gets really good in season three. If you only watch the first two, you got to keep watching. Yeah. Rebels I think I'm currently in season three. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Resistance. I don't know. Even I gave up. Yeah. I watched it <laughs> all bad. and went, well, there wasn't really a point to that, was there? I'm cool. I'm glad that you suffered for us, so that all of us know that they, we too. don't need to watch it all. <laughs> yep, there, there's, that's good. That's good. Thank no, you. There's no reason. Don't bother with resistance. Yeah. yeah. If you like racing, though, maybe check it out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, if if you just thought the thing missing from Clone Wars was pod racing, go watch uh, what it, uh, Resistance, whatever the heck it's called. Yeah. Also, if you like racing, uh, rest in peace to Ken Block. Man. Gone too soon. Another solemn note that I'm, I'm going to find a way to just, just brush by because we don't know. I don't know who that is, so I don't have anything to add to it. He's a rally um, driver. Uh, fair enough. I just still, I don't even know what a rally driver is. I'm just that unattached to the world of racing. Yeah. Meh. Uh, recently, what I've been geeking out on, like that's new to me, it's not necessarily new, I guess. Somewhat new. The Gargoyles comic that just came out, it was fantastic. That's all I got to say. Uh, if nothing else, because of the colors, I'm just going to show TJ here. Right, well, and Josh, but listeners, just, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. good colors here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice colors. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's good enough reason to like it. I also discovered my old copy of the original Hercules PlayStation game. <laughs> wow. I'm going to frame it. That was the first video game I ever beat. So that's wow. pretty exciting for me. Yeah. Um, Josh, what you been geeking out on recently? What's new to you? Uh, so, so one of my favorite D and D podcasts, like live play D and D podcasts, is still putting out episodes. Always nice because a few of them have kind of retired, which is always sad to see. Um, and I'll give What's it the name? to the, uh, and I, and I'll preface this with: it is not a this one that I'm thinking of specifically is not a particularly uh, appropriate one. It has a lot of a lot of language <laughs> and stuff going on in it, um, but it's it's real real funny. And so I'll give him a pass on it. Um, so it's actually done by Freddie Wong, 
and a bunch of his friends, if, if you know who Freddie Wong is or not. Uh, but it's called Dungeons and Daddies. And because the, the entire premise right. of season one is that they play as a bunch of uh, dads from our world whose children got kidnapped into D&D world. <laughs> and the whole season Fantastic. one is going to find their lost kids. Yeah, that, that does sound pretty, pretty funny. Yeah. I've heard good things. Yeah. TJ, what you been geeking out on recently? What's new to you? Dragon Quest Eleven. I assume those words mean something. It's a video yep. game franchise. Okay. <laughs> Dragon so, Quest is fighter fantastic. Game? No. One of the highest selling RPGs in Japan every year. It's a JRPG, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon <laughs> Quest is so big in Japan that when a new Dragon Quest game comes out, a lot of workplaces give their workers the next day off. Wow. Incredible. It's that big. It's a huge deal, and I didn't really understand why until I started playing this one, and this one's great. I would love I'm it if my it. boss would give me the day after the national championship off. Ben, if you're listening, give me January 10th off. <laughs> All right. That being said, uh, do you have anything else you wanted to add to this What's New episode? Anything that we left hanging you want to go back and address? Everybody go check out Rolling Stone's top 200 singers of all time. That list is crazy. Um... I dare you to name 85 singers better than Michael Jackson. Is he 86th if anybody, on the list? He's 86th, yeah. What? Johnny Cash is 85th. You know, Frank Sinatra is like top 20. Yeah. As I'll, much as Johnny I'll, Cash I'll is like, Johnny Cash has got to be one of my all-time tops, but I also realize why you wouldn't put him at the top. A lot of his singing is just talking. Bob Marley is is on up there, higher than Michael Jackson. A lot um, of questionable choices for me personally. Yeah. No. Bob Taylor Swift is on there at 102. It's a little high. She's a, Swift, she's a songwriter. I gotta say, Taylor Swift uh, is better than most geeks give her credit for. Yeah, but she's a yeah, songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I like I liked folklore and um, Evermore. Evermore. Yeah, those were good. Mm-hmm. Those were great. Members one through anyway. four. I don't think I've ever heard a song by them. Aretha Franklin. Yeah, I mean. I know Respect, the name. R-E-S-B-E-C-T? No, I have heard that. That's fair. Yeah. It's just one of those ones I don't know offhand. That's a good yeah. song. Oh, not better than Johnny to, Cash. You yeah. should listen to her and Which Billie Holiday. Also not better than Johnny Cash. <laughs> oh, why? In the, Beyonce is number eight. Oh, dear. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. Nowhere near as good as Johnny Cash. <laughs> Beyonce's good. Uh, you need but nowhere near as good as Johnny Cash. Right. Johnny Cash is not that good of a singer. He's so good. You could just narrate stuff. I'd be happy. That's all right. Well, this list is kind of seems like it might be garbage, DJ. Yeah, that's why I'm bringing it up before recommendations. You're not recommending this list. No, I'm recommending that you look at the list (laughs) to see that it's wrong. Yeah. Someone with worse opinions than me may have made it. I don't think uh, Israel Kamawaka or Kamawaka. He's good, though. Over the rainbow guy. I don't think he's on it at all. Celine Dion's not on it at all. What? Saying ridiculous. Now that TJ's pointed out something that offends me to my soul, let's wrap up. <laughs> Guys, do you have any recommendations that's uh, not as awful as that? Yeah, watch The Bad Batch Season 1, and if you didn't finish The Clone Wars, finish The Clone Wars. And I agree with that second one. And not Resistance. I have not finished Rebels yet. I need to. Um, hmm. <laughs> my recommendation is going to be weird. Uh, find an old PlayStation game that's just like excellent. Get it that's on PlayStation Network and uh, just replay it. Some of those old PlayStation games are just fantastic. Yeah, 
like uh, Gex, Gex the Gecko. <laughs> Play Gex the Gecko. I know somewhere. TJ disagrees. Fantastic is a strong word. I like I know Gex. Somewhere in my closet is sitting an original PlayStation with a copy of some very, very old Scooby Doo game that I played when I was like seven. And nice. I, I got to dig that out and play it sometime. And yeah, see if, if we're talking PlayStation or interesting as I thought it was then. Well, if we're talking PlayStation games, everybody dig out your PlayStation and get Jet Moto or Jet <laughs> Moto 2. Fantastic games, hover bike racing. Yeah. Also, while we're talking about games, uh, play Super Mario Party, not Mario Party Superstars. Super Mario Party is way better. Just way better. Josh, did you have a recommendation for everybody? We kind of derailed the recommendation section. Sorry. Hey, it's fine. I didn't. I couldn't think of much new <laughs> anyway beyond my. As I like to say, listen to D and D podcast. This isn't my D and D episode, but I'll give my my normal spiel on that. Sneak Attack, best one ever exists. I'm so sad that they they that they all grew up and had to move on with their adult lives and do other things. But uh, their sister pod, Titans Voltaire, also good. And you know, minus the fact that its release schedule is like an episode every three months still the best and if by some miracle <laughs> uh the josh from that show is listening boy hit us up get in the josh i'll be great we want to talk to you oh he's already in the josh we're all one yes. we're connected by the j force exactly. uh, much like the speed force but better anyway but come guys. talk to us <laughs> guess on an episode please that's one more yes yeah. yes well guys that being said if you want to hear more from me the Josh with the good opinions or TJ, you can go to our website, systematicgeekology.org, hit the host tab. All of our names are on there. You can click it, see all the other episodes we've done before. Check it out, maybe. And of course, if you want to let us know what you've been geeking out on or to recommend something for us to geek out on, same website, same deal. You can also check out our Discord page there, our store there. Everything's on the website. It's a cool place. And of course, we need you to remember one very important thing, that we are all the chosen people, a geekdom of priests. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazal Ministries podcast network.